ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. Hi, I'm Sam Hawley, coming to you from Gadigal Land. This is ABC News Daily. Donald Trump just keeps losing court battles. In the latest, he's been found liable for sexually abusing and defaming magazine writer E. Jean Carroll, who had accused him of rape. Today, Shana Jacobs, who covered the case for The Washington Post, on how it unfolded in the courtroom and what it means for the many other women accusing the former president of sexual misconduct. And a warning, some listeners might find this episode distressing. Shana, this verdict, it seems like a pretty big deal. The bombshell verdict in E. Jean Carroll's civil... The jury in the civil case brought by former columnist E. Jean Carroll found Donald Trump sexually abused her in the mid-1990s in a department store dressing room. These allegations date back to the 1990s. Right. Just remind us, what has the jury determined? What's it found? The jury found that Donald Trump more likely than not, caused Eugene Carroll harm by sexually assaulting her mm-hmm. in the mid-1990s, as she alleges. The door closed, and he banged me up against the wall, and I bumped my head. He put his mouth against mine, and it was so shocking when I pushed him back that I just laughed. I, it, was so, it, was, it was still somewhat funny to me. Also, statements Trump made last year about this, insulting her and uh, disparaging her for bringing the claim, calling her a liar, that those comments were defamatory and that she should be entitled entitled to monetary damages for that. It's the most ridiculous, disgusting story. It was just made up. Never took place. There was no anything. I know nothing about this nut job. In total, it's uh, $5 million between the two findings, the defamation and the battery findings. Okay, so during this process in this trial, Ms Carroll, she took to the stand to testify over a number of days. It was really compelling evidence. Just step me through that. What, what was she saying? Well, she said a lot. She um, took us through her life, her background. Mm. I mean, she's 79 years old, so there's a fair amount of background. She became a very successful columnist. The time this happened, according to the jury's finding, she also had a TV show here. She took us through what she said was a chance encounter at Bergdorf Goodman, a very upscale department store here on Fifth Avenue, just a couple of blocks from Trump Tower. And she's recounted this story before, hasn't she, during... TV interviews. Right. I will tell you that in the 80s and 90s, everybody in New York loved Donald Trump. He was everywhere in the city, and he would go up to people, people would come up to him. He would actually ask people how they're doing. He was interesting. He was charming. We had a very... She didn't feel danger going uh, going along with Trump as he went on what she said was a, you know, a shopping trip. He came in and said he was looking for a gift for a woman and asked her if she would help. 
and she went along with that and he ended up on the lingerie floor and also in a changing room, which she said she did not, was not looking for anything sexual to happen. As I started to advise him on finding a gift, it was getting funnier and funnier. And I was loving it. The dialogue was great. When he said, go put this on, I said, no, you put it on. He said, no, it fits you. And I said, it's your color. It matches your eyes. I just thought this was hilarious. So when he went like this, you know, after you, I just walked right into the dressing room. It never occurred to me in 100 years it was a dangerous situation. But boy, the minute that door closed, it was uh, not a good situation. You know, when something starts to happen like this, and the brain has to switch from, this is hilarious, this is his just hysterical, I've got a great story, I can't wait to tell my friends, to fighting and realizing that, wait a minute, this is, I'm in a very dangerous situation. I was so shocked, I didn't even have that extra second to become frightened. I was never frightened. I just started to fight. Uh, he denies that any of this happened. Mm. He has said that it's just completely fictional. I still don't know this woman. I think she's a whack job. I have no idea. I don't know anything about this woman other than what I read in stories and what I hear. Uh, I I know. But her story was supported by the testimony of two of her friends who she told at the time who backed her up on that. Mm -hmm. They both gave her advice. One said she could call the should should call the police. The other said she absolutely shouldn't because Donald Trump could ruin her life. So the testimony of those women was important. There was also testimony of two other completely unrelated uh, Donald Trump accusers of sexual misconduct. They were allowed to appear before the jury to kind of create a um, a pattern, a to, to exemplify a pattern of behavior. Mm -hmm. They both described sort of being pounced on without prompting that there, you know, there was no flirtation or anything leading up to it, uh, that, that Trump just kind of went for or decided to grab them or decided to kiss them and they were not expecting that and nothing had really led up to it. So a key part of the case was this evidence given by Miss Carroll herself and these other witnesses that you mention. And of course, there was also a recording made of Donald Trump, the so-called Access Hollywood tape. Yeah, that tape was actually first revealed, first uncovered by the Washington Post during the 2016 campaign coverage. And it, you know, in a very, in very crude terms, depicts Donald Trump on a hot mic on a tour bus with an Access Hollywood, uh, Billy Bush, an Access Hollywood former host. Um, and, and Trump, in, in very crude terms, is, is joking about how he can do whatever we, he wants with women. He can grab them by their genitalia because of who he is, because he's a celebrity. Let him do whatever he wants. You know, I'm automatically attracted to beautiful. I just start kissing them. It's like a magnet. You just kiss. I don't even wait. And when you're a star, they let you do it. You can do anything. Whatever you want. Grab them by the p <laughs> I And I think he said something along the lines of, I don't even ask. I just do it. She wanted to get some furniture. I said, I'll show you where they have some nice furniture. <laughs> I took out furniture. I moved on her like a b But I couldn't get there. And she was married. 
And all of a sudden, I see- to hear it, you know, even though Donald Trump didn't testify at this trial, to hear something like that out of his own mouth may have had a significant impact on the jury's thinking. Um, and they mm. thought pretty quickly. There was a verdict in less than three hours. Mm. And tell me about this rather extraordinary deposition from Trump. He responds to this Access Hollywood recording. What does he have to say? Well, we only saw, just to be clear, 48 minutes worth, I believe. And a lot of it was pretty innocuous. I mean, how often did you go to Bergdorf Goodman? Did you ever buy gifts for women? Things like that. A bit surprising that he said in the deposition that he either rarely goes there or never went there or may have gone there once or, or something. Did you ever have occasion to go uh, to the department store Bergdorf Goodman? Very rarely. You say very rarely. Can you give me more detail? How rarely? I mean, I, almost, for me, almost never. I would very rarely go there. Well, he also has said repeatedly, it's the locker room talk, it's locker room talk. Uh, and so he kind of stood by it. You know what a I bit. said then, and I say it now? Locker room talk. That was locker room talk. Okay. And you say, and again, this has become very famous in this video, I just start kissing them. It's like a magnet. Just kiss. I don't even wait. And when you're a star, they let you do it. You can do anything. Grab them by the You can do anything. That's what you said, correct? Well, historically, that's true with stars. So this is just one case against Donald Trump. But there are other allegations, aren't there, against him with quite a lot of women coming out to make accusations of sexual assault, sexual harassment, even rape. Well, they came out before. They're not new. No. Um, but there's at least a dozen allegations of sexual assault or sexual misconduct. He continues to adamantly deny um, this. He's planning to appeal, which is not really a surprise. Mm -hmm. um, we'll obviously be appealing those other findings, but they rejected her rape claim, and she'd always claimed this was a rape case. Um, so it's a little perplexing, but... Um... He believes that he can't get a fair jury in New York because even though it's his hometown, it's heavily Democratic, and he believes he's not... <laughs> not loved here, I guess. Mm. You know, it, it, it seems to be the, the trend and denial of everything. I mean, everything, he always pin, paid something as a political prosecution or part of some democratic conspiracy. Specifically, you say it is a hoax and a lie, just like all the other hoaxes that have been played on me for the past seven years. Do you see that? Yeah. Oh, recall making that statement. I've had a lot of hoaxes played on me. This um, is one of them. The Russia, Russia, Russia hoax. It's been proven to be a hoax. Uh, Ukraine, Ukraine, Ukraine hoax. But he's in trouble in so many areas, isn't he? We saw last month he was indicted for election fraud in relation to hush money payments to film star Stormy Daniels. And there are numerous other investigations against him. Do you think Donald Trump's luck is starting to run out? You know, there were two impeachments. <laughs> stemming from his presidency. So I think that, you know, he's been hit with legal challenges for quite some time and he's facing very, very serious criminal investigations. A big pending lawsuit brought by the state attorney general here 
which really cuts into some of his alleged business practices. So um, as well as he, the fact that he was in, indicted by the state prosecutor of Manhattan here, he won't likely won't do any jail time for that, but it is uh, still a felony indictment and the first time a U.S. president has ever been charged criminally. So, you know, it's just like a game of whack-a-mole for him and his legal problems. Um, and none of these things seem to be going away anytime soon. Shana Jacobs is The Washington Post's courts and national security correspondent. If you want to hear more about what led to Trump's indictment last month, have a listen to The Porn Star, The Doorman and Donald Trump's Very Big Day. That's in your feed from the 6th of April. This episode was produced by Flint Duxfield, Veronica Apap, Sam Dunn and Chris Dengate, who also did the mix. Our supervising producer is Stephen Smiley. I'm Sam Hawley. To get in touch with the team, please email us on abcnewsdaily at abc.net.au. Thanks for listening.